Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. A shortened version of Inside Sources today. BYU basketball coming up at the bottom of the hour, playing USC today. And uh, that's a good that's a good thing on a Tuesday, I think, especially giving Tuesday. Take some time today to find some opportunities to do something that uh, makes a difference out there. Uh, I thought in preparation for BYU basketball today, uh, I want to go back. Uh, you remember from yesterday's program, we were talking about the word of the year. And, of course, the uh, Merriam-Webster word of the year was pandemic. Pretty obvious choice there. Uh, for me, though, the word of the year was resilient. Uh, resilience is uh, what the American people have demonstrated, what our, our uh, first responders, our health care workers, uh, so many uh, have been so resilient. Uh, so We've seen so many things this year from fires and devastations to see communities become resilient and come back. We had earthquakes here in the state uh, along with, uh, you know, windstorms and uh, all the other things. Uh, to me, people are resilient. And so I wanted to go back uh, as we prepare for BYU basketball coming up at the bottom of the hour. Uh, I had a conversation with BYU head basketball coach Mark Pope uh, just shortly after he had dealt with the cancellation of March Madness. And BYU basketball was in a great place in the spring of this year. They were poised to uh, make a run in March Madness, the big NCAA tournament. And, of course, all of that came crashing down uh, as the pandemic uh, unfolded. And first it you know, was postponed, then canceled. And I, I spent time with Coach Pope talking about that process, what happened, how it came down, how devastating it was, how hard it was, and what he did with the team. And uh, if there is one word that uh, is part of the culture of BYU basketball under head coach Mark Pope, it is resilient. Uh, he has resilience, I think, uh, stamped on every one of those players' foreheads uh, because they continue to come back. And so I want to share with you, this was from, a uh, again, an interview. It was from my Therefore What podcast. We put that on our Facebook page today if you want to hear the whole thing. Uh, but listen to this. Uh, BYU men's basketball coach Mark Pope describing describing what happened when he told his team that their dream of going to March Madness and the big dance at the NCAA tournament was over. I also say that it was an incredibly devastating moment for our team. Mm-hmm. It was devastating. Yeah. And um, you know, I think about these guys, and of course they've been dreaming about this their whole life, but they have been literally in the throes of physically and mentally chasing it for years. Right. For some of my guys, four and five years. 
and chasing this elusive prize that they treasured so much and then finally got it. Like they got it. It was right there. There was no work left to be done except to prepare for it. And then it, for it to be pulled from them like that, it was really hard. And there were a lot of tears and a lot of, si- a lot of silence, uncomfortable silence and sad silence. And, and, uh, and then we just have been trying to deal with it every day since then. Uh, it, you know, if you, you, your second part of the question was what I feel like I've been able to teach my team. The truth is, is that most of the, most of the time this team te- teaches me all the important lessons. What we've spent some time talking about is what we talked about with all those other little things that came up during the course of the season. And that is, we always talk about the game is always just asking you one question. It's always asking you one question. It's asking you one question during the course of the game, after the game, after a win, after a loss. All the game cares about is how are you going to respond. You go 0 for 5, how are you going to respond on your sixth shot? You get two bad foul calls that you don't agree with, well, how are you going to respond right after that? You take a bad L and, and, and the community has kind of lost faith in you and, and everybody's frustrated with you. All the game wants to know is how you're going to respond. They don't care about how you feel about it. They want to know how you're going to respond. The game wants to know that, right? And you can just as well insert life in there. Life doesn't really care about how you're feeling or what happened before. Life wants to know what is your answer to whatever you just experienced, whether it was the greatest moment in your life or the worst, whether it was greatest victory or the toughest loss, right? It's how are you going to respond? How are you going to ring the bell? And this team did it over and over and over and over again this season. And then, of course, their biggest uh, seemingly irretrievable challenge um, was the cancellation of this tournament. And and so the guys get to answer the question again, how are you going to ring the bell? And, And in this case... When you don't have another day to compete, when you don't get to have another game, it can be so disorienting. So the other thing we talk about is like when you can't see ahead, when things don't make sense, you have to just keep putting one foot in front of the other until things become clear, right? You got to just keep working and keep fighting and keep trying. Uh, Again, that's uh, my interview with uh, BYU head basketball coach uh, Mark Pope. Uh, from the spring, uh, just after they had found out that uh, their dream of going to the big dance of March Madness and the NCAA basketball tournament uh, was ended when the tournament was canceled back in the spring. And uh, as we've been talking about uh, my word of the year, which is resilience, uh, it's really what uh, Coach Pope is is teaching to his players and teaching to all of us today that uh, life doesn't care about your feelings. <laughs> I loved how he framed it that way. Uh, life wants to know, how are you going to respond? Uh, and I love how he teaches his players that, you know, whether you made your last five shots or missed your last five shots, the only thing the game cares about is how you're going to respond. What are you going to do on the sixth shot? Uh, or if the referee makes a couple of bad calls against you in a row, how will you respond? The game wants to know, how will you respond? Uh, when you have a great win, how will you respond when you have a big loss, a painful loss? How are you going to respond? Uh, and in the midst of this pandemic, uh, we are in the same thing. Uh, life is just asking the question, pandemic, how are you going to respond? Uh, stay at home order. How are you going to respond? Uh, need to wear a mask. How are you going to respond? And uh, all of these things are just simple tests for us. Uh, you're in your job and you have a bad day with your boss. How are you going to respond? You closed the biggest deal of your life. How are you going to respond? That is the name of the game. Resilience is where the action is. 
Uh, you can hear that entire Therefore What podcast with Coach Mark Pope, but we've got that on our Facebook page today. Uh, but again, resilience is the word of the day. So I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Great to be with you on KSL Inside Sources today. And uh, as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something today that's going to make a difference, especially because it's Giving Tuesday. Go out and give and make it happen. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.